Hello and welcome to Orange Power Half Hour. We are on um, to week number sir, week three already. Week we three. just we just finished week three. Um, good game, pops. We came out on top. Uh, wasn't a nail biter at all in the slightest. Sixty three poke seven UAPB. What you think? Well, you're always concerned about games like this. You know, if you're going to get caught napping or. Um, and I think there was a little concern going into the game because Pine Bluff had scored a lot of points. They were yes. averaging 60-some points going into the, the game yesterday. And as Coach Gundy kind of halfway joked at his press conference, you know, it's it's hard to score 60-some points, you know, against air sometimes. Right. So, And I did think they had some, uh, some athletes that were running around out there on the offensive side of the ball, um, had a few plays where – where they looked pretty good and made us look uh, pretty bad defensively. So it was good to get on them early. I thought it was uh, great that Coach Dunn, you know, came out slinging the ball. They obviously yes. were committed to stopping the run, kind of like uh, Central Michigan had been. And uh-huh. and, uh, and I think Casey Dunn did the right thing. He said, hey, we're not going to sit here and, and beat nope. our head against the wall. We're just going to throw it we're over the top of you and get after it. So over, overall, I thought it was a – about as good a performance as you could expect to get out of that kind of a game. Yeah, I totally agree. And um, to, while you're talking about Coach Dunn, I love scoring in first three plays to to score, and I loved all of it. It got me got me going early. But yeah, I thought I thought he did a great job. Kind of a weird game to recap because we saw about three different OSU football teams in in one game. Um, but we'll do our best here. Uh, we had 370 yards passing altogether, 168 yards rushing altogether. Um, I was pretty happy with uh, everybody's performance. Um, like Dad was saying, uh, let's start off with Spencer since he started the game. He ends with 242 passing, negative one rushing. But tell me what you thought about Spence. Well, I, I think the thing that was the most encouraging, um, of course, you know, I guess the, the, the top number that jumps out at you is he had four TDs in, in yeah. a quarter, and uh, again, going back to Coach Gundy's joke, if you're playing against air, that's mm-hmm. that's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, so four TDs in a quarter is outstanding. 13 out of 16, the passing percentage, you know, is, is really outstanding as well, and, and a couple of those, so only three incompletions, and I think we're really close on, on a couple of those to connecting, so I thought he played... Uh, I thought he played really solid. I thought he looked focused, particularly against uh, you know an inferior foe. Sometimes, yes. not only you know can your team be a little flat, but individual players, uh, you know, the game might not catch their attention. And I think that's you know if you look at, at Coach Gundy's record against inferior opponents, it tells you that they have consistently done a good job of getting the the kids on the team to. Uh, respect the opponent and get ready for the game. Yeah, I totally agree. That was something I was really happy with. Um, just throughout the whole game, I felt like we were still, still prepared, still focused. You know, it wasn't like we were going to to play a nobody. I, I felt like we always had control um, and didn't, you know, didn't go out there and lay an egg for sure. So, but you know, back that. back to to Spencer in particular, he just looks he looks massively comfortable. I think yes, this year I'm, and calm. I've thought that in every one of the games uh, so far that he looks he looks very comfortable, very relaxed, without you know without being too too casual and yeah, nonchalant absolutely. about it. Yeah. I think he's I think he's focused, uh, but he's not at all playing tight. You know, he's playing really loose and just letting the ball fly. And yeah, um, he's 
he's been massively talented ever since he's ever since he's been here, and you could just tell that the the experience and the maturity uh, are all catching up to you know to the ability. And I, I think there's you know, I just got I have my fingers crossed that he stays healthy because I think he's got a chance to have a really outstanding year. Yeah, I think him and uh, Coach Rattay, the quarterbacks coach, I think they must have a really good relationship and work well together because I think. He just, we've said this a lot on the podcast before, but I think he just looks like a veteran now. You know, he's, he's comfortable in what he's doing and he'll, he'll hang in the pocket longer. And I just, I just feel like he's, he's got a control for, um, for what we're trying to do. So yeah, he's been, he's been great as of late. While we're talking about Spence, should we go ahead and talk about our marshals of the game? You bet. Well, you want to kick it off? So I, I struggled a little bit with, with this. Uh, again, you know, when you get this kind of a game and you get so many different people in there, I mean, uh, I, not only do we get to see the Cowboy twos and threes, but we saw some fours and fives in, exactly. the, in the game. I think uh, I think about half of uh, Stillwater High School's football team the last two years was out there at the end of the game. <laughs> yes. uh, I was kind of expecting to see our nephews out there, and they're not actually on the team. <laughs> right. Uh, but... My uh, my marshal of the game is going to go to Spencer Sanders. I yeah. Uh, again, thirteen out of sixteen and four TDs in one. The numbers quarter. are too good for him yeah. to not. Yeah. It's a small small sample size. Uh, you know, in a game he didn't play very long in, but uh, what what he what he got opportunity to play, I thought he made the most of it and, and played outstanding. Yeah, I'm glad he's your he's your marshal because I, he needs to be. I mean, the number the numbers are too good for him to not be, and I think he's doing all the right things. So. He deserves a little shout-out, so there you go, Spence. You're a marshal of the game, or your dad's. Um, I'm going to go Trace Ford, which I think he might have been yours last week or maybe your deputy, but the block, punt, and score, scoop and score with, um, I think I think we've been playing for three minutes. I think there was like 12 minutes left in the, the first quarter when it happened, but um, I'm, just, I'm really happy for him just as a person anyway. You know, he's, he's had a lot of adversity, so... I picked him just because I think he's he's come back with a vengeance, and I'm just I'm happy for him. Yeah, that's funny because he was those were the two guys I debated yes. between for for my marshal. The game was uh, Spencer Sanders and Trace Ford, and uh, Trace coming off those two uh, knee injuries. It's just great to see him come back. He was you could tell he was maybe just a, a tick hesitant in that first game, but the yeah. the second game he, he played lights out. Uh, what little opportunity he got. Yesterday he played lights out again, and and that's the that block uh, the block field goal. I mean, I'm sorry, the block punt is uh-huh. is such a huge game or such a huge play in the game because you know there's some crazy statistics on uh, you know blocking punts. I mean, the Cowboys were going to win that game anyway, For right? Sure. But if if you block a punt, there's something like 88 percent of the time you go ahead and win the game, and it's yeah. just a big it's a big momentum switch. Yeah. It, it took all the the starch out of uh, out of Pine Bluff, I thought, early. And just personally for him, it was great. Not only did he got the block, but that he got to pick it up and yeah. and go score. So I yeah, was and, so and, happy for him. And that's not an easy feat. You know, those scooping scores can get a little can get a little messy. It's hard to pick up a, a moving football while you're also moving. Well, yeah, and you're not talking about a guy that's a receiver or <laughs> no. a running back. You know, this is a, this is a defensive end, but uh, obviously uh, an extremely athletic one. So I think everybody was probably thrilled that it, that it was Trace that got to do that. And I guess uh, another little piece of, of Cowboy trivia here, yesterday is the first time in program history that the Cowboys had more than one 
blocked kick that was returned for a touchdown. So All we not right. only had Trace Ford's blocked punt, but then the uh, the blocked field goal later yeah. in the game that, that got picked up uh, by, I think it was Black, uh, picked it up and yeah, scored. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Well, good. Good little trivia. And also, another piece of trivia, yesterday, um, we tied, did we tie or did we exceed the um, home wins? Set record. the school record the for school consecutive, record. yeah, consecutive home wins at eleven. Well, there you go. Hats off, Mike Gundy, doing a just doing a continue to do a great job of of putting our program on a trajectory that is you know of the Alabamas of the football world. So that's awesome. Um, let's move on to deputy. Who you got? My deputy. It better not be mine. <clears throat> well, it could be. I don't know, but uh, my deputy is Stephon Johnson Jr. Okay. Okay. I, I had not had the opportunity to I'm see so him play. Yeah. Um, I thought he looked outstanding. Um, you know, he's I, – I, I'll be honest. I Somewhere in the recruiting process, I guess I kind of just lost yeah. track of his name. Um, you know, the, the Shetron brothers obviously were yeah. really highly recruited, and, and, of course, it was a big deal to get the, the younger Presley kid. Uh-huh. Um, and I think Stefan Johnson maybe flew a little bit under the radar coming yeah. in, um, although he had been at Oregon commit for a long time. So he was, oh, a, I didn't know that. Yeah, he was a highly recruited kid, but um, that was our first opportunity to, to really see him. And I, I thought he looked fantastic. He's got tremendous yeah. quickness, um, you know, a little bit thicker than, than the Presley, uh-huh. than the younger Presley kid. And, uh-huh. uh, tough. I think he had five catch four four catches for 55 yards yeah um I, I would like to see some more of stefan johnson jr yeah he did not look like a newbie to me at all he no, came he, he came in comfortable ready to make some plays i was super pleased with him i'll be surprised if we don't see more of him as the season progresses because yeah, when you have guys on your team that that have the ability to take one to the house or break yeah. really big plays you've got to get them involved and he certainly looked to have that kind of you know, breakaway speed and, and yes. big play ability. Yeah. No, I was super happy for him. Um, my deputy of the game <laughs> is the musical machine that is the UAPP <laughs> <Okay>. band. <laughs> you went an entirely different direction. <laughs> okay, but if you were one of the um, comers that stayed for the halftime show, they put on a show. They did put on a show. I, I was not aware that their, that their band was... Uh, was that good but um yeah they were ex- extremely entertaining yes uh, the, the the dancing was as good as Next the level. as the playing yeah i mean the i don't i'm not sure how the football team feels about getting shown up by their band but if you if you missed the the game the band was way better than the football team. it might that might be more difficult to make the cut and make their band than their football team i'm not sure but uh, the band was outstanding and I was—I'll be honest. After, I mean, they did such a good job, and the and the crowd. There was quite a few people that yeah. had stayed in the stadium to to, to yeah, hear we'll the band. So maybe maybe the word was out, and we just didn't know it that their band was really good. But when they got done, I, I will admit I'm I'm sitting there thinking, gosh, now our band has to go right. out, and they're we're not all gonna, thinking it. They're not going to have uh, anything near like this performance planned, but they did a little Elvis tribute. Yeah, we had uh, Elvis was in the building. That was that was really outstanding, yeah. I thought. And, and so, our, you know, hats off to our band, too, for yes. stepping their game up. The halftime show all around was very good. Um, but, no, in all seriousness, my deputy's going to go out to Gunnar Gundy. Um, I thought that he did a, did a good job of, of showing up. I'm sure he was 
nervous as heck. You know, that's a, I'm sure all week he knew that he was going to get in at some point and, and, and have to put on a show. And I, I thought that he did overall, overall, very, a very good job. And I, I think that's a, a hard spot to be in. Um, so I just, I thought he did a decent job. I thought some receivers dropped a couple for him, but he ended up with, um, 128 passing, 42 rushing. It's not a bad day at the office for your backup QB. No, he was, he was 12 of 20. And, and like you said, that could have probably been 15 of mm-hmm. 20. And he, he, he's going to leave the game with an interception blemish, uh, you know, yeah. on his, on his record. But, uh, that was really not his fault. No. That ball hit uh, Braylon Presley yeah, off. right in the midst and, and bounced off. So that shouldn't have been a should have not only not been an interception. It should have been a completion. Um, and so yeah, he had he had good numbers that could have been even better. And you know, you and I have gotten to see Gunner play a lot because again, he was a, a teammate of of, uh, of your your cousin, my yeah. nephew mm-hmm. Jack, and then and then. Uh, a lot of those kids that have played for Stillwater the last two years played with either Jack or Ty, but um, I I was really impressed with Gunner's speed. You know, he was not. Yeah, I do not remember him being quick on the on the bottom half. I you know Stillwater obviously was really good at throwing the football, uh-huh. and so they didn't they didn't try to run a lot. But uh, when they did run, I don't I don't remember ever thinking, wow, you know, Gunner's really got great wheels, but. Yeah, I thought he looked like he had great wheels. Yeah, I totally uh, agree. Yesterday, I, I think I had heard that he worked really hard. You know, he took the gray shirt year. Yes. Um, and, and so basically had a, a, a that year and the red shirt year to spend with Coach Glass. And I mean, I don't think we'll probably get through a podcast without bringing Rob Glass's name. How up. How could we? Uh, here's another perfect example, right? I mean, I don't know how much time he shaved off of, of Gunner's 40 time, but it was something substantial. And yeah. And I thought Gunner looked really good running the football. Yeah, I mean, that's just, an, you know, an unruly amount of pressure that he's going to have on our shoulders just with his last name in general. And, and you know, there'll be a lot of people that, that look to him all the time. And I think in the next few years, you know, we'll have to rely on him a lot. So I just thought for, for his first big showcase, he did, he did it an overwhelming pretty good job so well it's, it's almost him. it's almost double jeopardy for for gunner in that situation right i mean he's not he's not only the head coach's kid mm-hmm. but he's the head coach's kid and the head coach used to be yeah a star quarterback yeah, at this university yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the big eight's all-time leading passer i mean that's a lot of yeah it would be it's a lot of hype to live it would be to. one thing if we're just talking about coach gundy as a player but we're also talking to him as his head coach and also talking about who he's got to go have sunday night family dinners with so Right. Yeah, there's there's a lot on that, but I th- I thought he did um, good, and I'm I'm excited to see. What he, I'm it's super pumped that he has Spencer to because you know we keep talking about how Spencer is playing like a vet and he seems comfortable, and, and I just think that's a good um, a good a good guy to follow um, and to to watch and to learn from. So I'm excited to see what what that'll turn into in a couple of years. Um, but, you know, you mentioned, we mentioned the band, we mentioned halftime, we mentioned there were still some people in the stands. Let's get into Rowdy Review. Tell me what you think. Yeah, I've been, uh, I've been particularly critical of the, uh, of, of the attendance, the, the first couple of home games, not on the student side. I, we, we had, I had, we gave the students all love. Right. I had broken up my, uh, Rowdy Review with respect to attendance between the, the students and the alumni and the students had had really maxed everything out. And I will say the students probably don't get quite as high a marks for me 
Agreed. this time I'm going to give them, I think I've given them maybe four and a half or five Marshall yeah. stars each of the first couple of weeks. So I'm going to back that off to a four. I thought they were, I thought they were good. Obviously, you know, it became a little bit of a track meet. The score got out of hand early. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, lots of lots of people had their dads in town for dad's weekend, and yeah. so I think some of them maybe you know snuck off to do some some other family activities, which is fine. But um, but I'm gonna give I'm gonna give the students a, a four on their on their attendance, and and I'm gonna give the the rest of the stadium you know a. A three and a half. I yeah. mean, that's that's way better than what it's been. Yeah. Um, officially a sellout. Right yeah, yeah. Officially a sellout for an FCS opponent. Yeah. That's pretty impressive. I think we've talked about this a couple of times. You know, financially, budget-wise, it, it's critical that you get the tickets sold. That's yeah. part of it. Uh huh. But that's You're only halfway. part of it. You're halfway. Right. You, you need to not only buy the tickets. You need to use the tickets. Yeah. Or give them away. Or give them away. Yeah, find so I somebody. Was tickled that there was a sellout, but I, you know, when it's a sellout, you'd like to actually see the bodies packed in there, and yeah, uh, you know, and people can talk about opponent, and they can talk about this and that, I, and I'm gonna bring it up again. The University of Nebraska has stunk for quite a while now. I know you and I both watched the uh, the Nebraska OU game yesterday. It's a packed freaking house, and they just, I mean. They're not. They just got beat by Georgia they Southern. They just got beat by Georgia house. Southern, and it's packed house. And you, but you, what you, what you can't do though is you can't say, well, yeah, but they were playing OU because it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. The week before when they were playing Georgia Southern, mm-hmm. it was a packed house. Yeah. It, it wouldn't matter if they were playing the, you know, the, the the sisters of the poor. Yeah. They are going to pack the place. They have sold out every game since 1962 at home. Jeez. That is. Absolutely unbelievable, and something that I hope at some point, uh, you know, we can start stringing together a, a a series of sold out games where they're not only sold out from yeah. a ticket sales standpoint, but people are actually in the stadium there to support the team. Yeah, I totally agree. And you know, we we did sell it out, so we'll give you we'll give you that. And it did look better. It it looked better than it has the past um, the past two games. So. Which is I, a big deal for recruiting and stuff like that. When you've got yep. you've got kids standing around there on the sidelines, nobody wants to turn around and, and see a bunch of empty seats. I think I saw Coach Boynton walking around with a um, with a recruit, and that's what I'm saying. It just it's so much more yeah. than just you showing up to a football game. It it matters to to all those guys who to the Josh Holidays and the Mike Boyntons and Coach who everybody's recruiting this time of year. You know they they bring them to the football games. We need a packed house, and then for the football recruits. Obviously, we need a packed house, but it, it did was look a, it better. Was impressive. It, it did was look better. Yeah, we were getting on a little tangent for, there. Yeah, it did look yeah. better. Um, I lumped everybody together at three point five because I kind of thought the alumni and students shifted, and I thought I was more impressed with the alumni, less impressed with the students. I know the game got out of hand, um, so so whatever. But we'll we'll cap it at a three point five for this week, and and hope to to get a packed house for um, I think Tech next. Tech home is, game. Yeah, so, Texas Tech is the next home game. So get put, everybody put that on your calendars to show up for. Um, but I think I think that was it was a good start. Um, and hey, if you can't if you can't get excited about the football, just get excited about the fashion show of it and come see what combos we wear because we came out in black gray black. Tell me what you think about that cowboy combo. Well, this is again another uh, I guess another example of hypocrisy on my part because I have. I've always been 
very uh, critical of teams who wear colors that aren't their colors. I, mm -hmm. You know, every year you see a, a game or two where Iowa State wears all black. I'm yeah. sorry, black is not part of Iowa State school colors. That wouldn't get you the most. They shouldn't get to wear it. <laughs> I, I think, well, I just think it's like, you know, you shouldn't be able to mask if your school colors are bad, which <laughs> Iowa State's school colors are bad. You all just have to live with it. Uh, I agree. No, I agree. So I, I, I get on teams, and, and there are other examples other than Iowa State. Yes. And, and so uh, for me to turn around and tell you how much I, I like the Cowboys uniforms yesterday, then I is hypocritical because gray is not part of, of uh, OSU's color scheme. But I, I guess just going back to, you know, having some baseball, a little bit of uh, baseball background, you know, everybody in baseball is entitled to wear grays. They all, yeah, they all sure. have some grays. So I think uh, I'll say that any college football team can have grays if they yeah. want. And nobody's going to, nobody's going to pull off the grays better than Oklahoma state. Nope. The black gray, black look was great. Had the shadow peed on the helmet. Yeah. Uh, Really, my only my only complaint about it is it's it is harder to read the numbers on those yeah, gray jerseys. Yeah, that was my only complaint. Mm -hmm. But outside of that, I thought it was another great look, and and I would, you know, I'm, I'm probably going to be five out of five stars on the on the cowboy uh, uniforms most of the season. Yeah, I gave my I gave a four out of five Marshall stars, and I'm only doing the four out of five because we have not worn my favorite uni combo yet, so I'm saving it. For that for my five out of five but i'm gonna say the hard to read um number i know there were a couple of times we were like, who is that can't read his numbers um that gray's a little bit harder to read but i mean we look good well yeah the, you were saying who was that in part because they were hard to read and in part because we were pulling guys off the street <laughs> yeah. to put in the game at the end of the game yeah we pull, pulled people off the fourth row to come play um yeah no but i thought i thought we looked pretty good per use um, and now I know we don't have a, a home game for a couple of um, weeks, so let's go ahead and predict our away game at Baylor, um, which I think is in two weeks. What's your prediction for the away game? Well, you know, the all-white look is, is going to be something that the Cowboys wear on the road at some point. It'll mm -hmm. be, you know, for a big game. I think we wore the all-white maybe at Texas last year. Mm -hmm. I, I wouldn't be surprised if we didn't break that out for, for Baylor uh, this coming really well, not this coming week. I guess that game's in two weeks because yeah. we're off. So um, yeah, I think they may go with the uh, all white against really? Baylor. Really? Is that your that's your that's favorite? That's my favorite. Yeah. yeah. You think we'll bring it up? It's my wife's favorite too. I mean, I can I can get behind bringing up. I will not be mad. Obviously, if it's for Baylor. There's another away game down the road that I'm kind of thinking I might want to. Yeah, I think that I think when the more. Cowboys go to Norman, though, they typically try to incorporate yeah, some, some orange. orange in there somewhere. Yeah, which, sure. which honestly, I like that better. Maybe, yeah. I'm sure they'll have white jerseys, but they may go with orange pants. Or yeah, something, but I think for um, for the Baylor game, I think I'm going to go orange, white, orange. Yeah, I, I could absolutely a, I absolutely have them. We'll see if I'm Do right. Do we get any money if we? Get that right. I mean, I'm. I keep waiting for somebody to slide in my DMs <laughs> or something. Tell me they're they're gonna give us some money for getting some of this right, but it hasn't happened so far. But I'll keep you in the loop. I'll let you know. Uh, did you make a prediction, or did you just? Yeah, I said all white. Okay. Okay. Yeah, you go think we're going all white for Baylor. Um, let's talk about some traditions. Let's talk about what's your loyal and true segment pick this week. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna go a little bit off the board. I typically picked something that was more specific to the university or to the football program, but 
um, so I, this this isn't going to be you know everybody's tradition, but it's certainly been a family tradition of ours for a long time. Um, and and that's that's going to Coney and getting a a, uh, yes. a chili cheese Coney. I we've kind of our family's always really enjoyed going to Coney Island and Team Coney. Uh, and you know they've. They've really done a lot of neat things down there now where they've got the, the upstairs yeah. level and, and uh, they've acquired that area between Coney and Fuzzies where they have, uh, you know, live music. And Yeah, I think you, you went last night and heard some yeah, live we, music, didn't we, you? Yeah, we went last night and and, uh, and listened for a little while and it's, it's just kind of a neat, uh, you know, it's a neat place. It was a neat mix. You know, there were a lot of people my, my age mm-hmm. all the way down to your age. Um, yeah. And, uh, and you just, you know... You, you can't beat a good a good chili dog, right? No, you can't. And we, I don't know that we need to get into the Coney versus Curdy debacle right now. It might be a little early in the season to do that, but let's it's, just... It's no contest. We're, we're, team, we're team Coney, for any of those that are, are wondering. Um, I think my uh, tradition, um, it's just a little one, um, but there's just so many good ones. But I think it stood out to me yesterday because um, my husband and I, we have a a little 15-month-old um, baby girl who just learned how to wave wheat. Um, and That's it's probably cool. the cutest thing you've ever seen in your life if you ever get to witness it. Um, but she's she's got a lot of, uh, you know, she knows who Pete is, and she can kind of do the OSU after Pete blows his gun and stuff. But she's really just picked up. She's got the waving wheat thing kind of down now. And um, so it's just one of those, it's one of those moments we sit and watch the game with, with dad um and so it's you know it's all the people that i grew up with going to the games plus now i have my own my own kid going to the games um so it's just a really special moment for me after you know obviously we score and i, I look around at all the people i love and and my own daughter's waving we right with me so that's kind of special family thing and it just makes uh makes the hair on the back of my neck stand up a little bit i just feel really lucky to be an osu fan and to get to share it with with my family well, I think that's a that's obviously one of the one of the great long-standing traditions, and I like it because you know it, it's such a it's such a tie-in to who Oklahoma State is. I, I like it when things make sense, and you know it's it is first and foremost a agricultural and mechanical school, uh, as we all know. You know, we started off as Oklahoma A and M. We still have an extremely strong uh, agricultural department. And so the, the idea of, of everyone, you know, waving their hands back and yes. forth, which does, you know, when you watch it on TV, it yep. looks like wheat waving in the wind, Oklahoma wheat waving in the wind. It's, it's, it's really neat and, um, you know, just kind of matches the, the identity of, of who we are. And that's, that's one of my favorite ones, too. That's a good one. Yeah, I'm glad you kind of explained um, what the waving wheat is because I'm sure there's some – some people that are probably like, why are all these people have their hands I, in the air? I'm sure there's some students that, that know yeah. that we're supposed to do yeah. it, but probably don't understand, you know, the that history behind it. That, that's supposed to look like wheat waving in the wind. Yeah. Um, it, it does look really, really cool from, from afar. Um, and I like the history behind it. So we're off next week. We got a buy, so can't lose next week. So that's a good sign. Um, I, there's a couple of good, um, have you looked at the slate for next week? There's a couple of, well, I haven't, looked at it. I haven't looked at it conference-wide, but I do know B- Baylor and Iowa State yeah. took up, and that's going to be a game, obviously. In Ames. They're at, it's at Iowa State. so Yeah, that's going to have all of our attention to see see how those programs look. And, 
it's kind of been uh, Jekyll and Hyde for those two teams yes. to, to this point. Um, you know, Iowa State, I, I think, had not beaten Iowa in, I don't know, six or seven years, and they, and they did get the Hawkeyes a couple of weeks ago. So you, you thought, well, maybe Iowa State's going to be right. a little better than right. they've been. Um, and, and they did look good. Um, you know, they looked good against Ohio yesterday. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we'll see. Maybe Iowa State's a little better than projected. Baylor, everyone, a lot of people were pre- predicting Baylor to be back in the Big 12 championship game. Mm-hmm. They looked fine, handled Texas State with no problem yesterday. But two weeks ago against BYU, yep. they looked they looked really inept offensively. And, um and and you might have stepped step back from that and said, well, okay, but maybe BYU's pretty good. A lot right. of people were predicting BYU right. to go out and, and beat Oregon. And Me, then they get, I'm one of the people. Then they get destroyed by yep. Oregon. So, you know, of course, you can run yourself nuts trying to look at comparative, comparative scores. Uh, I don't know that they really necessarily mean anything because it's all about, you know, matchups. And, you know, sometimes people can have a particular matchup that somebody else exposes that, you know, they turn around the next week and it's not a problem at all. But uh, I'm going to be extremely interested to see how that Iowa State-Baylor game comes out. Yeah. And then uh, here's one for you. Does it sound like a basketball game or a football game? Duke at Kansas, and they're both undefeated. Yeah. And apparently, <laughs> I, I think I don't know if it's been announced yet, but I think I know game day. Um, oh yeah, I don't game know. Game day has set or indicated before the games yesterday that if both Kansas and Duke won, that game day might be in Lawrence, Kansas, for wow. a football game, which is absolutely shocking. Kansas is only one of eight Power Five schools that has never hosted game day, so they may get Insane. to mark that off the list and. Um, all I can say is I hope Nebraska or someone else comes and gets Lance Leopold hired away from Kansas quick because yes. Yes. they're getting it figured out in Lawrence. Yeah, no, he knows he knows what he's doing for sure. It's they're not a they're not a sleeper anymore. Um, and then we also got Texas um, at Tech next week. That will be be somewhat interesting. Tech's, Tech's another Jekyll and Hyde yep. team. Right? I don't know. I mean, Houston was was ranked I think twenty fifth in the country to start the season. Texas mm-hmm. gets the overtime. Victory or Texas Tech gets the overtime victory yep. against them. I think was two and zero, looking pretty good. A lot of people had had them uh, predicted to go to North Carolina State, maybe, and and certainly play within the spread, maybe even upset NC State, and and they got handed got it handed to them yep. pretty good yesterday. So, which Texas Tech team shows up? I you know I yeah, don't know. A fat question mark for sure. And then um, we got K State at OU next week. Like I think they got the night game. I think it's seven p.m. If I remember correctly. I mean, we're on the Jekyll and Hyde theme, right? I mean, it's Kansas, just the Big Twelve. Kansas you don't State know. has looked fantastic yeah. the first two weeks, and then they lay an egg against the Tulane Green Wave yesterday. Yeah. Of course, Tulane's—it's another one of those teams, a little bit like App I agree. State. You, yeah. I mean, if your athletic director's got a brain in his head, you don't schedule them because no. they're dangerous. Yeah. They've got athletes down there and. Uh, you know, they, they scared the pants off of OU a couple years ago, I, me- I remember. Hey, so you brought up App State. Did you see the way the App State-Troy game ended? Uh, those people, I mean, that Holy deal was crazy. Cow. App State, obviously, with the huge upset uh, a week ago, they get college game day, and then it looks like they blow their opportunity. Yes. Right? They're going to get beat by yes. Troy. Uh, they throw the Hail Mary at the end of the game and win. Uh, you know, those... Those people, uh, 
in uh, in Boone, North Carolina, they may not sober up for a couple of months. No, and they shouldn't because holy, I've watched the highlight. I bet I watched the highlight fifty five times, and I still can't process the touchdown. It's it's and zero. There's zero time left. The clock's run out. It's just insane. If you haven't caught that highlight, go watch it because it's it's wild. But um, yeah, App State showing a little. They've got their there's got some good games under their belt for sure. Um, so yeah, we've got the bye week next week. So nobody show up to Boone Pickens because nobody will be there. Um, so that's September twenty fourth is our bye week. We've got all those games that we just talked about in the Big Twelve, um, and then our next game will be at Baylor. I think it's still TBD. I don't think they've announced game time yet. I'm sure it'll have to wait I, till TV figures itself out. Um, but that will be October one um, at Baylor. So if you feel like making the trip down to Waco, feel free. We made that trip. Mm, what do you think? Oh, it's been probably. Five or six years. Five or maybe, six maybe years ago. Yeah, it was all right. They have the what do we see? Um, Chip and Joanna Gaines. Uh, oh yeah, called? yeah, the HGTV. Yeah, Magnolia, Magnolia. Yeah, yeah. Magnolia They've Cafe, got that there. I was trying to entice people to go to Waco, but that's the only thing that I'm coming up with. So <laughs> I got nothing else. Well, I think they've, uh, they're, they're, yeah, they've got the is it the Brazos River that runs through? I don't sure. Know. They've got a river that runs through the middle of town and and. Uh, uh, that stadium's relatively new. It's kind of a, a little bit of an odd-looking stadium. Yeah, it looks like a UFO. They have, they do have one of the cool, uh, really cool pre-game pre-game traditions in that they have their students all in yes. one corner of the end zone, and they turn them loose to go get their student seats, but they have to run all the way across the field. So uh, it's usually pretty entertaining to get. I mean, how many injuries do you think we're talking? About? <laughs> I mean, there's usually five or six. At least that go down and get just absolutely trampled, but um, it's fun to watch. Fun to watch, and maybe that's how maybe that's how they uh, figure out who they that maybe how their walk on program is. is <laughs> there you go. They, they time some, them. Some GA that sits out there and yeah puts a clock on those kids and sees see who can get across the field the quickest. But oh, that's funny. Uh, it's yeah. It's hey, listen. It is a huge, huge game. I wish that game came later in the season. Um, See, I don't. I'm gonna, I'm gonna debate you on this. Let's take it. Let's get it while we're as healthy as we're gonna be all year, and let's go. Let's go down there and pummel them. Well, that's be done with it. That's that's a thought too. I mean, I, I understand that, and I will say that's a thought too. Uh, well, I'm just saying. <laughs> I I would like to have had a, a little more. A little more testing because okay. you know we're only three games into the season, and this last game, you know, we didn't get our starters a, a lot of looks. And I'm just I'm trying to buy more time for the defense because I think our defense is still trying to yeah, I mean, adjust I hear that. And, and trying to to get things figured out. We're still having some communication issues apparently, or assignment issues in the back end. I, I noticed mm-hmm. we we turned a, a running back loose out of the backfield again on a wheel route, which. We got uh, hit on several times against Central Michigan, and uh, now the I guess the only thing you can t- take comfort in yesterday is I think at the time that happened we probably had you know a, a fourth or fifth string yeah. uh, secondary in the game at that point, so maybe that's not as concerning. But just you know would like to have a little more time to hone things up in in the back end defensively. I feel like we're probably in pretty good shape everywhere else. But as I said, you know, watching Baylor a couple of weeks ago at BYU, I, I guess now in hindsight, I wish we'd have played them two weeks ago because I, yeah, they really were struggling to throw the football, which I, I don't understand because you know it's the same kid back mm-hmm. playing quarterback that uh, that beat Oklahoma State in the Big Twelve championship game a year ago. 
But um, I don't know. I don't know if they've got some injuries at receiver or, or what's going on. But they, they didn't look real good in that aspect of the game two weeks ago. Well, it'll be early for them, too. I mean, they'll be in the same boat, sure. same boat as us. And I'll just be the positive folk over here that I'm excited that bring it on. I'm ready to go. Well, it's it's a huge one. And if, if you can get that one, um, then yeah. obviously you, you know, things look really good going forward because you've gotten one of the, the tough – you know, one of the top teams, one of the teams projected to potentially be in the championship game, uh, you'd have that in your in your win column and and one of the tougher road venues out of the way. Yeah, totally. Um, I'm excited for it. Can't wait to, to watch us um, beat up on the Bears. But I think that about does it, unless you got anything else, Pops. That's good. I'm good on this end. All right. Well, this was Orange Power Half Hour. Um, we'll see you next week. Um, we are sponsored by Swing Hats Company. I will leave a link in the description below so you can get you some gear. Um, a little teaser here. I know that Swing has some state hats dropping soon, um, so you want to keep your eyes out um, for that. But I've other, seen the prototypes. They look good. They're pretty good. All right. Well, that's it for Orange Power Half Hour. We'll see you next week. Go Pokes. Go Pokes. Thank you.